Trading time for money is a sure way to limit your financial and lifestyle success as a business owner. And it's something that gets drilled into us from an early age. Things like what's your hourly wage and what's your hourly charge at rate. Tune into today's podcast where we discuss why you must switch from the time-based economy to the results or value-based economy if you want true financial and lifestyle freedom. Welcome to the Profitable Trading Podcast where we talk about hands-on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical or similar service business to make more money, get some time back and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy and don't forget to follow. Well, howdy there, everyone. Hope you're doing fantastic today. It's uh, Tony Fraser-Jones here, the uh, host of the Profitable Trading Podcast, here with my uh, good mate and uh, fellow host, co-host, Phil Smith. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good, mate. Doing good. Yeah. yeah. Got your lemon, honey, and ginger there. Yeah, mate. The uh, the old throat's been, uh, been playing not, up. Not, not playing nicely last couple of days, but hey, we're here and we're ready to go. I noticed you're sipping on your uh, little concoction there. For those of you that don't know, Tony drinks all kinds of weird shit, like it's... You know what is it? Water, cumin, like well, water. I seeds. mean, water's not that fennel. No, seeds. no, but it's putting water with a whole bunch of stuff that shouldn't be a tea, and making a tea out of it, and then drinking it. it smells terrible. It doesn't taste great either. But you know, <laughs> apparently, I've been told that it's good for me. So, um, well, I'm glad, man. I'm glad. Mate, look, I I'm the eldest statesman here at Profitable Trade. It's I gotta like you know keep sharp to keep up with all you young fellas, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, if I draw drunk a whole bunch of leaves with water in it, mate, then maybe that'd help me too. But uh, might do. Yeah, you might never sore throat. Well, I might not. Yeah, yeah, I'll think about that. You know, if you if you want a good recipe for some cumin tea, I can probably help you. All right, um, disgusting. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about, mate? We're talking about the time based economy versus the results or values based economy. So, because most of us come up through the ranks of being tradespeople or technicians, we're taught to work hard and that we'll get rewarded for the hours that we work. Uh, but the main way that we earn is basically uh, to work longer hours and work more hours, and we're paid for the hours that we work. And so when we internalize this idea that we must work really hard, uh, if we're going to be successful, we can really fall into that time-based economy, which is not what we want. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it is true to an extent. To an extent. You know, to an extent. Like, if you work harder for longer, you might make more money. It's true. Uh, but, you know, as you become a business owner, and certainly as your business grows, uh, judging your worth through the hours that you work and trying to work harder and harder to get ahead, it can become a huge roadblock to your success. So... Basically, we're going to drill down into how to think differently about your time and how to move yourself into the results or value-based economy, which is where you're judged on the results you generate, not the hours you work. Yeah, so and, and this, be a good topic. It, this is um, incredibly important. And uh, the reason I wanted to you know, for us to jump into this today has come up in a bunch of coaching calls and webinars, and it does all the time uh, that we do with our members. And it might not sound like a big thing, but actually when you like pull back the layers of the onion, there's a hell of a lot going on with this one. Yeah, uh, and, and it gets quite deep around how you actually, you know, judge the the yourself, the value that you bring to your business, and and even judge your your kind of worth as a person. So um, buckle up; it might get a little deep. I apologise. Uh, get the Kleenex out or the tissues. You know, <laughs> might be some tears, bit of self reflection. I don't know. We'll see how we go. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I'm sure you have a story to kick us. I off. do have a story, and I reckon this is this kind of sets the scene really well. So, uh, I was talking with a couple of clients. So the couple. Uh, Nikki and Michael, they have a, a great business uh, in landscape construction and contracting. Uh, you know, really solid business. Their revenue is sort of 200 to, uh, 220 to 250k a month. I think, about, I think about 12 people, if I remember rightly. Got a you know project manager, estimator, good office team. It's a really well-run business, uh, and it's growing a lot. Um, you know, I think when they kicked off working with us, they're doing about 30, 40k in revenue. So they've done a lot of good stuff. 
but we had a really interesting conversation. So uh, so Nikki was talking about the fact that uh, she still does a bunch of the, the stuff on the accounting side of things, so reconciling accounts, making payments, all this sort of stuff. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, you've got, you know, a full-time uh, office manager who's who's a great, you know, they love this person, the great worker. Yeah. Uh, real asset to the team, very capable. And I'm like, why the heck are you still doing that? Yeah. Like that, and, and we've had a couple of conversations about this, but uh, the other day we had another one. I was just like, you know, what's going on? And uh, as, as a coach, uh, as you know, when you find people doing things that don't make sense, it's, it's well, it doesn't make sense to you and perhaps yeah. other people, but it makes sense to them because they've got some beliefs or some attitudes that sort of underpin it. And really, you know, long story short, the attitude here was, look, I actually don't want my team members, the people I employ, seeing how much I earn. Yeah. Because I actually, you know, get paid a lot more than they do and I work less hours than they do and it and I feel awkward about it. Yeah. You know, what are they gonna think of me? Yeah. And perhaps it's a little bit of well, what do I think of myself? Do I feel like I'm worthy or worth this uh this money that I'm making? And uh this is a huge issue because it really taps into our understanding of our value as a business owner. Mm. And I think as you said, we internalize this attitude that um, you know, you gotta work hard to get ahead and the harder you work the better it is. And it's almost like a badge of honor, like, oh, you know, how busy are you? Oh, I'm, I'm flat out busy. Yeah. And we almost do that to justify in our own mind what we're earning. Uh, but it's a bit of a problem. Yeah, definitely. Um, because there are only so many hours in the day. Yeah. And uh, I can tell the, the most successful business owners in the world don't think of it that way. No. Uh, you know, there's no way anyone can say, well, you know, so-and-so who's multi-billionaire, are they worth billions of dollars a day or an hour or whatever it is? It's like, it, it's just a different, whole different way of looking at it. And well, so I think we should drill into that. There's a lot of factors there. I mean, because like part of what you're getting in terms of reward is actually reward for more than just the time you're doing. Like, like there's the obviously what we're going to talk about today, which is the value that you're producing or, you know, the outcome, the result of what you do with that time. And that's the most important thing, really. Uh, but on top of that, there's also all of the effort that it's taken to get you to the point that you're at. There's all of the, you know, as a, as a business owner, like we always say, you know, profits, it's, it's a reward for the tremendous risk you take as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. And so like part of what you're being you know, remunerated for is actually the risk that you're taking all the time being in business, you know, yep. like, so there's actually a lot that goes into, into, you know, equating the value of, of what you're taking out of the business and what you're putting this into is, it. This is totally right. And, and um, that's true. You deserve to be paid more for the effort you've put in. Uh, yeah. Of course, because there's more risk, but even you know, even further down the road from that, to com- completely get outside the effort equation, yeah, it's like what value are you actually delivering? Well, exactly. Uh, which is, you know, you could make a couple of decisions as a business owner that are worth hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars down the track. Why shouldn't you be rewarded for that? Because well, you've done it. I mean, it's like anything, right? But I love the story of the locksmith. You know, where um, where you know, the locksmith goes and gets called out little old lady's house, and he's you know got to got to change a lock. She can't get in. Um, he spends about 10 minutes there and he uh, replaces a lock and charges her 300 bucks. And she goes, what's the 300 bucks for? Like, took you 10 minutes. And he goes, you're paying for the 10 years that it took me to learn how to do this in 10 minutes. Um, that's what you're paying for. Which, you know, is a cool story, but I actually want to flip that on its head and say, actually what she's paying for is $300 to be able to get into her damn house again, which honestly, that's yeah. worth it, right? Yeah, so I think that's more what we're talking about is like, look, you can go through stages with this. Number one is time for money. Number two is time for money and experience, but I actually think it's not just time for money. It's, it's time for the outcome, right? Which yep. is what we're going to drill into yep. today. Yeah, so. so I think this is this is huge. Definitely time for outcome, and often that's about decisions you make. Mm. A- and 
when you are an owner, you own shares, you're, you have capital invested. So capital has a different payment structure to uh, you know, to, to hours. It's just different, <coughs> totally different. I 100%. mean, someone who owns shares in a business, mm. uh, you know, if you, if you own shares in Apple, what have you done? You've just bought them and that's it. But you expect a return because you've contributed the capital. Yeah, that's right. It's not like the you know the employees of Apple are going to say, oh, I don't think you really deserve that because yeah, you, you haven't worked very yeah, hard for this. Worked very hard for it. Yeah, I mean, that's I've crazy. I've been putting in eighty-hour weeks yeah, developing yeah. Why this. Why should iPhone you get? Yeah, why should you get all the money just because you own shares? Well, that's the yeah, way it works. Because right? I put money in and you yeah. didn't, champ. That's yeah, why. Hundred percent. Yeah. Sweet. Well, look, if we are stuck in the time-based economy, we're going to run into some problems, right? So, what are we looking at? Uh, the first one is you end up exhausted uh, because uh, you just try and work harder to get further ahead, and and there is a there is a you know don't get me wrong, you got to work hard to be successful. Nothing comes from nothing, but there's a certain level of work past which it's it can be counterproductive. So you run out of steam. I think you judge yourself and your value to yourself and others by how much time you spend. Mm. You know, and, and I'm, as I mentioned before, it's almost like a badge of honour. It's like, oh, Phil, how are you going? Oh man, I'm flat out. Like I'm, yeah, just yeah. three sheets to the wind. It's busy as, and and we all sort of do this as like a. I don't know, it's like a ego thing or a badge of honour. Oh, well, you see it all the time. It's like, oh, well, I'm, you know, flat out. I've been working this many hours, that many hours. And the next friend turns around and says, well, mate, you know, you should see what I've been doing. I've been working, you know, flat out too. I've been working 90-hour uh, weeks. Oh, well, mine's probably more like 95. And then I've got to go home and look after the kids. And it's like, dude, we get it, man. Like, yeah. Okay, you work a lot. Celebrating how hard you've worked. Yeah. I mean, it's like, why don't we commiserate a little bit about yeah, this? Because like it's not a good thing. Not really the point of business, is it? The point of business no. is, is money and lifestyle and freedom and impact and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, and, and last thing that is important, uh, if, you, if you're really stuck in the time-based economy, it's going to slow your growth down because you're the bottleneck. 100%. You, know, you have 24 hours a day and maybe you've got eight or 10 or whatever it is productive hours a day. You ain't got any more than that. No. Just because you're the business owner. And even if you want to you know, wear a cape and have your undies on the outside, it doesn't make you Superman. And honestly, I'd say this is one of the biggest reasons I see a lot of our, you know, with the clients we work with, a lot of them plateau, is what happens is they put in a bunch of um, improvements and things get better. Uh, you know, they get a little bit of time back, they're making a bit more money, like things are great. And then when they've got that time back, the first thing they go is, shit, I feel like I'm not really working that hard. Mm. Uh, and then they dive back into what they think is working hard, but actually they just go meddle with everything they improved and, uh, and stuff it up. And now they, it doesn't work anymore, and then they end up right back where they were, or at least just plateaued at that new stage. It's very hard for them to keep growing, because what they need to do is use that extra time they've developed to you know invest back into the business where they can make more improvements and keep making it better and keep making it better. That's where they can use the time. Yeah. But they throw themselves back into what's comfortable, uh, which is the stuff they already know, which is the stuff they've gotten off their plate, and now they're getting back into it. They're stuffing it up for however they sorted it out in the first place. It just stalls everything. Well, th there's something really quite deep that goes on there, and as people grow their business and they make more money uh, and they've got a bit of time back, actually, because they equate uh, that they're in a time-based economy and they, they equate uh, value and worth with time, they actually find it really difficult to enjoy the extra time they've got because they feel like they should be working. And so they end up going back to work and working the same amount of time just to justify the amount of money they have to themselves and to other people. Yeah. It's absolute madness. Yeah, uh, And we see that a lot mm. until you actually make the jump from, okay, my, my value is not the time I spend, it's actually the, the value I yeah. create. Yeah, uh, so, 100%. So they, it, you know, there's no point making a whole extra money if you just end up working harder to justify it. That's not yeah. the point at all. Otherwise, you could just you know work at McDonald's and just put in extra hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyway, if we get this right and we get into the value-based economy, yeah. we we kind of get the upsides. So, hundred percent. What I'll does that look like? It's all about making decisions. Uh, you know that that create change and value. So you make decisions and you implement stuff or projects into your business that actually have a huge impact rather than just 
spending more hours getting stuff done. Yeah. Uh, set you up for greater financial rewards. Uh, you enjoy the result of your hard work by actually taking the time, by not being guilty about having extra time. And yeah. I know if you're listening, uh, and I think we've all faced this as business owners, there's this whole guilt thing. If we start to get successful and get more time, we sort of feel guilty about taking it. What is yeah. the team going to think? Uh, often it's what do I think of myself at a subconscious level. So that's a big thing. And we stop worrying about what other people think. And that's a huge one. That's massive. Uh, unbelievably important. There's actually, there's one I want to chuck in here as well. Is actually you, um, you develop a better team. A oh. better, more empowered and you know, more engaged team. Because the fact is, is every time you let go of something and you actually let it go and you actually be okay with the fact that you're not going to work those hours or do those tasks... Um, they're now going to get done by someone else who feels empowered to be able to do that. And like they're actually trusted to do it because you're not going to come back and meddle and spend time. Actually, you know, the more you're able to pull back and, and you know, spend less hours, the more your team's like, hey, you know what? We, we got this. You know, we can, we can do this. We can do all those hard things that, you know, that we always thought the boss could, could do and we couldn't. Yeah. So, like, they actually appreciate it. They like that's, it. Yeah, that's it a, gives that's them a, the control of their own freedom, right? That's a but huge thing. And I think that's what will, you know, where this is going to lead to is talking about how you create leverage in your business, which, which is really about creating value and results rather than just focus on time. Yeah. Well, shall we unpack it? Yeah. We've touched on a few of these things, but the problem with the time-based economy is we feel like we have to earn our keep. We feel like we have to lead from the front, you know, work harder so everyone will follow us mm. uh, so that we've got their respect. And often we feel guilty about the money we make because it's really kind of difficult sometimes to justify it yeah. on an hourly basis. And something I've noticed is that um, there's a lot of hate out there for people who make money, and mm. the media loves to beat this up. Uh, but it's often people who are in the time-based economy, mm. they hate people who make a lot of money. And the haters, they're like, they have no idea, though. Because they're in the time-based economy, they can't you know, conceptually picture how someone could make so much money and actually earn that much money based on the time equation 40 hours a week. The, the thing is, they're not qualified to judge yeah. the success of those people who make millions, billions of dollars because they have no conception of the value that they add as people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so th that kind of tall poppy type stuff is, is, is massive. I mean, I once had a dad at a basketball game, kids play basketball, go off about a particular CEO who's being paid, and mm. he, he was like, nobody's worth being paid more than a million bucks. Mm. And I'm standing next to him, and I'm like, well, actually, I disagree. Uh, mm. And as it happens, I know a bunch of people who do earn more than that, mm. uh, and they're way nicer people than you are, mate. Like <laughs> they're actually real good sorts. They're yeah. not a hater or a small-minded person like you. And I think one thing to add here is, as well as like, look, if you if you've been there before, because I think there's a lot of people that have been there before. You know, like this is hard to avoid, right? Because it's drilled into you from a young age. It is. And there's a very good chance that you've had these thoughts, you know. And you're not a bad person at all, not if at all. that's you. Like, but I think the big thing to understand here is like, if you're in that mindset where you're stuck thinking, man, I've just got to work harder, I've just got to work harder. These, you know, it's easy to say, oh well, you know, it's all about the value you add when you're already there. But how do you get there? Yeah. Um, like, I think the thing to understand is anyone can get into that mindset, but the only way you can add more value and become a value-based economy thinker and a value-based economy earner is to make that mindset switch first. And that's what we're trying to you know, drill yeah. on today, yeah. is it's like, hey, look, you might be in this mindset at the moment. You might look at people that seem like they're doing less for more and think, man, that's not fair. But I think the key is, is like, you can do this. Yeah, You can totally do this. But if you, if you need to make that mindset switch first, because that's going to open up a whole new level of possibilities about how you can add more value with your time rather than how much more time you can put into the same activities. Yeah. 100%. And, and the way to make that switch is to 
stop focusing on time spent and focus on results generated. Yeah. Uh, as simple as that. And when we talk about results generated for a business owner, it's how much profit your business makes, how much cash it generates. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's, you know, it's the cash flow, it's like the staff performance, staff retention, yep. but primarily it's how much profit it makes. That's that's the measure. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, if you have a business that crushes it with profit and it pays its bills and the team actually love working there, then you as a business owner, you've done a great job. Yep. Irrespective of the number of hours you work. I mean, mm. let's say you have a, a, you know, an electrical contracting business, maybe you've got 40 team members and uh, you've been running it and you decide, hey, hey, I'd, I'd love to have a break and I'm going to get a general manager to run my business mm. uh, and I'm going to be the, um, you know, on, the, on the board. Mm. And it makes great money and the team loves it, the clients have a great result, well, you're worth it. Like yeah. if that makes three or four million bucks or two million bucks, you're worth that. Yeah, you did that. And you, you did provided that. that for all your staff and you provided that for your clients. You provided this entire thing is there because of you. It's birthed you did that. from your efforts. That's right. Like so like it's worth you're worth every yeah. penny. That's right. And there's no point feeling bad about it. You, we should celebrate or that. you should be proud of it, really. Yeah. Your team members and your GM should be should look up to you yeah. as someone who's actually figured some stuff out. Yeah, exactly. Uh, about perhaps where they would like to be as well. That's it. I mean, honestly, and what always jumps to mind is I hate to jump on the Steve Jobs train. I know everybody loves to jump on the Steve Jobs train, but I just think about if you if you picture Steve Jobs at Apple, like he, the dude would be walking in and he's like, you know what, no more keypad, no more button even. And, uh, you know, people are like, oh, Steve, it's not going to work. You know, you're going to mm. need to have a button. And he's like, no, no, no more button. And then he probably left. Yeah, like, he didn't get into exactly how we're going to get the button off or you know how we could figure out the components and sort it out so it wouldn't need a button and all that. That's not his job. He has engineers for that. He's got people that are you know, smarter than him that are going to do this. And some of those engineers probably put in crazy hours into making this happen. Steve Jobs probably had like a five-second... Uh, you know, little idea that he put in, in a meeting. A flash of with, inspiration. Exactly, which maybe came from, I don't know, he sat, sat around and thought about it for a while. I mean, total time into that decision was probably not very high considering the amount of engineers all putting in crazy hours all together to actually make it work. And finally, when, them, when they're saying, oh, we can't do it, we can't do it, there's no way that's going to work, someone figured it out. Someone down the engineering floor probably figured it out and they're like, wow, Look, I've, I've made it work. We don't need the button. This is going to work. It's going to be great. Now, sure, that person put in heaps of hours, heaps of effort, and maybe their name should be on a plaque and they should be lauded as being a hero, but you know what? They're not. Steve Jobs is. Uh, and is that fair? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because the revolutionary thing there was to make it happen, which came from the idea, and no one else had the idea, so it's simple as that. Like, it is... His idea. And, and, and I, I'm intrigued that you use the word fairness, and I agree that it is fair, but also it doesn't matter whether it's fair or not. Yeah. Fairness is, is irrelevant. It is just what it is. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and, and sometimes we push against you know, our ideas of what's fairness and that you know, gives us something to sort of fight against, but that's, mm. that's a waste of energy. It's just like 100%. make, make yeah. the jump. Um, I guess the thing that happens is as, as a time-based business owner, if we're really focusing on the time economy, we tend to look to try and save a few dollars by maybe, you know, working a little harder or, um, you know, doing a few extra hours or keeping things tight. Can I pay the wages and pay the bills and it'll save me 25 bucks an hour, you know, times four hours a week or whatever. Mm. That's never going to get you to the promised land of profit and time and freedom. It's no. uh, it's it's just a, a road to indenture, you know, to slavery really in your own business. You, you're kind of like your own slave driver. That's it. Uh, like we said, results-based economy does not care how much time you spend. Yeah, it cares about the end results. 
Yeah, totally. Uh, and as actually listening to a podcast coming in today, Alex Formosi, it's a good podcast if you want to check it out. Uh, and talked about Warren Buffett. You know, he makes two good decisions a year. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the time, I mean, he reads, obviously, but he eats McDonald's and drinks Coke. Yeah. Uh, and he's a pretty successful business person, but it's about making great decisions that then lead to the actions that flow from that, which create the results. Yeah, uh, and implementing them. Now, nothing against McDonald's and Coke, by the way. Love those things. Uh, <laughs> I know not, you it's, don't. It's not quite cumin tea, is it? No, it's not quite cumin tea, but man, it's delicious. Uh, anyway, point is, yeah, two great decisions a year brings all the value. And, and not only that, but keeps his entire company going. Yeah. So it's not just value for him, it's value for all the people that depend on him to be able to actually put food on their tables. So, you know, total high value task, high results task. Um, how long it takes, who cares, doesn't matter. Maybe a great example, uh, if you're listening and you own a, a trade business or a construction service business, uh, you know, let's say you've got the choice between going, jumping out on the field, out inside if the guys are busy and uh, spending, you know, a day helping them out, which is a very time-based economy way to think of things, Yep. versus, hey, if you spent, you know, eight hours a week actually uh, building relationships with some general contractors or maybe some property real estate people or strata people, which can give you, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred, whatever thousand dollars in revenue a year. Yep. Which is a value based economy, which is a results based economy. That's right. Or if you put a, you know, let's say you're short on hours for the week because a couple of guys are away and you're like, well, I could jump out on the tools in the field and help out, fill that gap. And you're like, yeah, I mean, or you could spend an hour uh, creating a process on site, which is going to streamline your productivity and help save everybody time and will make up the hours that way this week, next week, the week after that, and forevermore. What's the higher value task there? You know, throwing yourself on the tools sounds like a really good idea because it's going to be productive per hour, but actually building the process, the system that saves the time so you don't need to jump on the tools ever is way more productive. Yeah. And, you know, let's be honest, occasionally, you know, you've got to fill a gap and stuff and, sure. and that's that's understandable, but if it happens all the time, which it does when we're in the time-based economy... Well, you look for the opportunity. That's right. And that's really the essence of the problem is that you get some time back and then you just look for every opportunity to kill it with something that actually doesn't produce as much value. To get busy. Just so you can feel busy, so you can feel like you're value adding. Yeah, but and actually you're not, you're just time yeah, spending. This is the key to the whole thing is that your job as a business owner, if you want to get into the results and the value-based economy and if you want to make way more profit than you ever thought and have a great lifestyle and time to do the things you enjoy – your job is to build a machine, and that's yeah. your business, that allows you to 10x what you can earn as a tradesperson, or 20x what you could earn on wages. That's it. And you can do that in a way that does, as I said, give you a great lifestyle. So, And it's about leverage. That's the key concept here. So, you know, if you're checking this podcast out and you want to write something down, write the word leverage down, because that's, that's it. what it's all about. It's about how can I multiply my one hour of time so it's not one hour spent to one hour of productivity. Mm. It's how can I make my one hour spent turn into 10 hours of productivity. And how do you do that? Well, you do that through team, yep. uh, through systems, yep. uh, through looking at your financials, yep. uh, you know, through marketing and sales, and through new technology. Now, rather than trying to outwork, now I've worked more than anyone else, mm. maybe as a business owner, it would be you know, much better in a value-based or results-based business owner would be saying, well, actually, I out-recruit everyone. Yeah, that's it. Uh, and, and I want to talk about recruitment because this is a great way to, to build value and get into the results-based economy is mm. let's say um, you know, you're, you're struggling with recruitment but you spend some time on, on a recruitment process yeah. and you get some great job ads written so you can attract mm. the right people and then you create a great social media presence so you've got 
uh, you know, a lot of bubble out in the out in the economy, and people can see your stuff, and people start wanting to you know, come and work. They inquire to come yep. and work. That's great leverage. But let's take it a step further. Let's say now you hire uh, an operations person, mm. and you give them the responsibility of hiring the tradespeople. Yeah. Oh, that's starting to get real sexy, right? Because yeah. then they're doing the hiring, so you've multiplied your one hour to you know more people, and you've multiplied it again. It's a leveraged leverage. It's a leveraged leverage. Which is pretty awesome because it, it compounds, right? It, it's, it compounds. And the bigger your company gets, you get to a point where you can leverage on leverage on leverage. On leverage. Yeah, which, uh, so, so we have... It just gets better and better. And that's how it leads to you doing one hour, two hours, three hours, you know, like not a lot of hours, but for maximum value. And that's where, you know, you can see a lot of value and a lot of worth um, from a small amount of time, and you get completely out of that time-based economy that, because that's you right. get more and more leverage. Leverage, and I think it was Archimedes. Yeah, uh, he said, uh, "Give it, give us a, a lever long enough and a fulcrum yeah, to put in, and I move at, the world, and I can move the world." Yeah, uh, which is true, and it's the same with your business. Mm. Uh, so, time-based economy leads to frustration, you know, slow growth, poor lifestyle. The results-based economy leads to leverage, more growth, and it multiplies. Yeah. Uh, and it. so you can make amounts of money and have amounts of time that you never actually believed are possible. But the key is to believe that it's about the results you've created so that you're not feeling guilty or, or bad about it. Yeah. Because if you do, then you just try and make yourself busy to justify it in your own mind. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, let's land this plane. This has been fun. It's been good. I hope we've got uh, everything we need to into this because I think this is absolutely critical if you're listening to to go from overworked and underpaid to overpaid and, you know, over holiday or over vacation. Uh, <laughs> can you ever be over vacation? I don't think I you don't can. Think you can. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the time-based economy is is a recipe for working harder and harder. And you need to make the leap into the results-based economy so you can actually enjoy the results of your hard work. And it's all about leverage. Thanks heaps for listening, team. And we'll catch you again next time. See you later. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading. And it's at ProfitableTradieBook.com forward slash podcast. Two, join my free Facebook group at ProfitableTradie.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Tradie in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at ProfitableTradie.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.